ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and we have a full boat today, man. It's not just me. It's my dude, Tony Marchese. It's Johnny Nani and Bigfoot himself. Well, he's not like Bigfoot, but he's elusive like Bigfoot is. Andrew Kinsler is back with Socks on Tap. But before we get into what we have to get into today... Be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap and at On Tap Sportsnet. Boys, we were on the mic last week. I have a bunch of confidence because I have been drinking the alcohols and I feel good about myself and what we're doing right now. But the, the reason I feel really good, and we're going to have to start with this man, and I'm going to ask him how he's doing before I get into my normal brothers, Kinsler. I'm going to need a smile, I'm going to need a, a, a mustache twirl, and a dimple finger, and then I want you to let me know how you have been and what you've been up to, man. I'm doing great, Buzz. It's obviously great to be here with all three of you guys, uh, just you know, sitting back, relaxing right now, enjoying some White Sox Goose Island Ale, and you know, it's a great day for a nice Sunday fun day with all of you guys. I think it'll be a great show that we have on deck here. And um, then it's going to bleed right into um, episodes three and four of the last dance, which I'm super excited to watch. I know you are as well, buzz. I I know our guy, Johnny loves his Dennis Rodman. I don't know if Tony's been watching it, but either way I'm excited. I got my, I got my throwback bulls hat on and uh, I'm ready to go. So I'm excited for this show. Absolutely. Nani, how have you been my man? Hey, been a week. Buzz, I'm good. Uh, I've been busy. Uh, NFL draft has been um, going on uh, from Thursday through Saturday. So getting a lot of articles out on the fantasy side, uh, bear side as well. Um, and I mean, it was busy. It was hectic, but it was great. We got a lot of good coverage out of it. So I uh, enjoyed myself last night, enjoyed some beverages. Uh, I'll probably do the same tonight for uh, the last dance. As Kinsler had mentioned, I do Dennis Robin, my favorite bull of all time. Love him. Um, rebounding his cool and tough guys. So, um, yeah, a, right. it, it is, it is. And Dennis Robin, we're going to, you know, hear some heinous stories about him and I absolutely can't <laughs> wait. I love, I love everything that is heinous. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. And the show, the show that we've got lined up here is uh, top notch. I alluded to it a little bit last night and Tony did, uh, when he put out the gift from socks on tap of us, uh, dancing the starting up, start me up in the parking lot. Um, I quoted it and said, we have a ridiculous show planned and it is ridiculous after we get to our news. Um, but Tony, what's up with you man what's up on your front over there man quarantine's just been a hell of a time hasn't it boys um just got back from buzz's driveway so i i saw him about an hour ago uh we killed a bunch of beers there we watched his child run around and play uh but it was just nice to see a familiar face because i haven't seen anybody outside of my family in person in the last month so it was great to go crack some beers with buzz again uh hoping to do that more often uh, while properly maintaining social distancing. But, I mean, like we were talking about just about an hour ago, Buzz, like we should be watching some fucking games. We should be talking about a first-place White Sox team right now on Sunday Funday. And we've probably missed a good 30 podcasts almost at this point in time of breaking down White Sox winners. Uh, so, I mean, that sucks. But at least we're all together. I'm really happy that we got Kinsler back on the show um uh, been wondering where the hell this guy was i didn't know if he was like locked up in some sort of self-quarantine longer <laughs> than covid's been around but uh it's good to have him back 
Uh, I'm just happy to be on the mic, guys. I'm I'm excited to go. Uh, I think, as Johnny would say, down the rabbit hole with this one. Yeah, he was working on that mustache, so that's why he has been MIA for a long time. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? I am not upset that he's been gone because you see that. Fu- I mean, you guys see that? I know the listeners can't right now. I but think if you get I a think, chance honestly, to look at it. They should. Honestly, though, like Johnny's mustache. If you take away Johnny's beard, if you if you just give the Johnny's mustache and Andrew's mustache together. Those two can just go slay lot B down with two best mustaches. That is a plan as soon as uh, baseball gets back. I will totally shave down to just the mustache and, uh, you know, ha- have that uh, flowing with uh, Kins out there. And we'll just be, you know, you know dropping pants so, left and right. Have, 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 have we determined this early in the show that mustaches are cool and tough? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, been in the... Yeah, it's been a given. As, okay, it's been in the works for years. Um, as a lot of you may know, I've pretty much had a beard, um, and I really haven't been cleanly shaven since you know, early on in college, I would say. And just for whatever reason, just the angst of all of this quarantine and just you know, complete boredom, I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna, you know, clean it up on the sides a little bit. See, you know, I. I guess Your cheeks look smoother than a baby's bottom right now. They do, yeah. <laughs> and um, it does open up two very, very great gifts that I was given by my parents, which are both of my dimples, as <laughs> our our boy Buzz was saying. Um, so, But yeah, no, the, so the stash has been going on for about a month. Uh, it's pretty long, pretty itchy, pretty creepy, to be honest. But, um, you know, I disagree. it gets the job done. <laughs> I disagree with the creepy. Can you? Like, get, I, I can feel you, like I'm okay, bad but, for the other team now, man. I, but, I could bat for the other team now. Can I could be Andrew a Cup Kins, fan now because you're can so Andrew, good looking. Can Andrew Kinsler get a job in porn right now? Uh, just on that mustache alone. 100%. Andrew yeah. Exotic. Exotic. Oh, wow. We have the porn name. That is fantastic. The porn name has now been set in stone. He is Andrew Exotic. But I do want to say something. You know how you said you cleaned up the sides? This is a free plug for a company. Real quick, and I know we need to get in this episode. I, I'm so sorry that I'm running off on tangents, but I, I have to because God damn, guys, like I love talking to you. So like I don't really care about the the points right now. I just want to talk to you guys about cool shit. I ordered the Manscaper 3.0. Oh Jesus Christ! From Man, uh, the Instagram commercial got me, and the only reason I'm on Instagram is because and Nani, you know this for a fact. I'm terrible at Instagram. We've had this conversation a million times. My wife is on there. So I was, how do they know, man, that I'm hairy? They fucking well, they... knew. They knew, Johnny. They knew I was oh, hairy. So th- Your phones are sold... always listening. Yeah, so In... they sold me. They sold me the, the Manscaper 3.0. Dude, that thing is like a motherfucking Cadillac. I'm going up and down like, Neh! I'm all like nice and cleanly shaven and shit. I, I, I cannot wait. For my beard to get a little bit more thick with my mustache, so I can use my new Manscaper 3.0. I, I they send you two, so you don't have to use the ones on your balls on your face, which is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to have like a very a nice mustache because I, I would not feel comfortable about using the ones uh, using my balls on my face, um, which is fine. It's all the same skin in hindsight, but I would feel weird about it. But I, I want to have a nice mustache, too. And I, like you, Kins, I have an ass chin. So I, <laughs> Did you just I, tell Kins he has an ass chin? There's so much happening right now. I just want to stop this. For I like feel like he has seconds. a dimple on his chin. First off, after after this show, 
you are required yeah. to now go get Manscaped, whatever this is, as a sponsor for ONTAP Sports. That, that's number one. Number two, don't, did, you just, we'll did you just did you just tell Andrew he has an ass chin? I feel oh, like yeah. He a, yeah, he's got a butthole chin. You can oh, see it. Jesus. He said it <laughs> off uh, the air as well. Uh, yeah, so. it's okay, kids. I got hey. one, too. And that, and that fucking brings to your charm. You know what I'm saying? Because what did, what did chicks like on a guy? A nice ass. You have one on your chin. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're at me too, we, me too, man. So we're ready to go. We're yeah, ready at least to go. Not, at least it's not a Peter Griffin balls chin. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is 100% true. You know, I got fat and I feel like I have balls under my ass chin. So <laughs> I, yeah, during this quarantine, I feel like I have gained weight, even though I've lost weight. Um, but I, if you, you guys can kind of see it here, it feels like here's like the little bush and then here's the balls and I, the alcohol is making me talk like this and I'm very worried about this to air because I'm probably, we're going to, we're going to turn this over to Nani real quick. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, guys, we, we already went down the rabbit hole a little bit there. Um, talking about facial hair and whatnot, but, um, let's get into our news, uh, like we always do. And then we're going to go down another rabbit hole that is baseball related. We promise, but then we'll spiral off, um, in, into other things that are, equally ridiculous and hilarious so um let's start with the news uh earlier this week there were reports of minor league uh the minor leagues cutting 42 teams and adopting two independent league teams um but that was later refuted by minor league baseball so nothing set in stone there but um just goes to show you that uh you know during these quarantine these covid pandemic times um the economic uh effect that it can have uh on the league so you know we, we had said this before multiple times as soon as all of this started that logistics are going to be a nightmare um this is going to be a logistic that the minor league baseball has to uh work through because i could you know they're sure they refuted the reports and it's not official but i could realistically see that happening so um it'd be a damn shame but um Man, uh, some of those teams, you know, uh, you talk about money there. Um, it's hard in some of those uh, smaller markets, obviously, where they play. Like what, White Sox have three affiliates, two affiliates in North Carolina. Um, the only teams, sports that those towns have uh, in there. So um, the interesting stuff on that front. So we'll keep you updated if anything more comes to that. Uh, but the main one, the main one that is actually being discussed here is the MLB looking to Texas to possibly host 2020 games as part of that three-state plan. Um, last week when we uh, talked on Sunday Funday, we were discussing the possible proposed divisions uh, for being at um, spring training facilities and the divisions being realigned in accordance with the locations there. But uh, this one would have Texas in the mix and likely playing at their new ballpark, Globe Life Park. So um, thoughts on this plan uh, to have, you know, Florida, Texas and Arizona as the bases, guys. So I guess for me, I just still don't like fully see how this can really work. So I know that having three locations makes it a little bit better, but you're still going to be playing some games in, you know, 110 degree heat of like Arizona because not, I just don't see how all of those games that are required are, will be able to be played at, I think it's Chase Field. So one thought that I had on my own was, so as a whole, there's eight stadiums that are either retractable or just are a complete dome, right? And there's six divisions of five teams, right? So I think what they should do is they should probably choose six of those locations. So 
I would say maybe get rid of the Rays because their stadium blows. Um, <laughs> and then maybe the Blue Jays as well. But stick with six stadiums. So that would be the where the Diamondbacks play, the Rangers' new stadium, the Marlins, the Brewers, Astros, and the Mariners. There's your six locations. Just play within the regular divisions that are as usual. Maybe see how that goes for a few months, because who knows? After a, a few months or so, things might be able to be in a point where we're getting back to the possibility of more or less what could be a, a like normal season. And, and then you can kind of start to branch out with some of those other teams. And then if you know things are still bad, then you can still even just have each team, you know, only play with in their specific division, but then have the winner of that division then play at another like neutral site and then have playoffs there. Um, Obviously that's just kind of something I drew up in my own head. It seems like right now, a lot of the news that we're really seeing here is that that is kind of the issue that there's a lot of ideas, but no real actions being taken just because things are still, uncertain here but um i think if you're able to make that work with i think what probably the biggest issue will be is the like logistics of you know how it's going to work with the players family members i think if they can find a good way to address that issue while still maybe having more than just those three locations i think that would be the best plan in my opinion you know my my whole thing with this is I know we discussed some of the divisions and everything. I didn't see any sort of plan associated with this to how you line those teams up and if they're traveling to and from and what divisions they play in. Uh, And that's kind of more where my head lies on this. I know Andrew said there's a lot of planning, no action being taken. And I think he attributed that to the, uh, the fact that we don't know where we're at with this thing yet. And I think that's completely true. Uh, But you know, if there's baseball played, I think that's a that's a major win for Major League Baseball and the players especially because, you know, they want those checks and uh, they want some revenue rolling into baseball. How do you get that? You play your games on TV. So you get a win there. Um, as a White Sox fan, though, I want the White Sox to have the best chance to whatever playoffs that there are going to be this year. And so I think for me, this is more less news than an official plan to say, okay, here are the teams you're playing and what kind of schedule that looks like. And then you can actually go and evaluate where you're at, what's your road to the playoffs look like. And so for me, the, what we discussed last Sunday with, with the potential divisional realignment and what that schedule would look like, that's more of the news. That's where I'm waiting to see what happens before I make any sort of determination as to how I'm going to view this upcoming White Sox season if there is one. Buzz, I'll turn it to you. It's just an idea. And I it's hard to me it's hard for me to form, you know, ideas off of these opinions and off of just ideas of other people. So like I don't I don't know how I feel about it in, in general. Um I keep going back to kind of what you just touched on a little bit is like the division realignments that we dealt with before. I'm not gonna get too gung-ho about anything with thoughts or feelings just because I just want to see what a set-in-stone plan is. I don't hold anything against the MLB or anybody else trying to put anything together right now because (laughs) you don't know how many people can get together or how many people cannot get together. Like, it's still very much up in the air. 
Um, all I know is what I go back, back to last week, and I know a lot of people had opinions on our, on our episode um, last week stating that I thought that the division that we got sucks. I'm still nervous to see that. Of course, I'd take baseball over no baseball. I don't care where the fuck we're at. We're in Texas. We're in Florida. We're in you know, Arizona. I don't, I don't care. It's a very, you know, it was a very tough division, and uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know what to say. I just, you know, I'm I'm on the fence about everything. I, I just want a definitive plan to come up that I can make a formulated opinion on. And right now I can't because everything just seems to be up in the air. Nani, that's where I'll give it to you. Yeah, for sure, Buzz. Uh, I think that's the, the main point here that I bullet in our rundown here is take everything with a grain of salt here. Nothing set in stone. So I'm just going to run back a few of the uh, bullet points on this plan uh, of, you know, possibly, you know, using these three sites, Texas, Arizona and um, Florida. So obviously spring training sites would still be utilized uh, possibility for minor league facilities uh, to be in the mix. Um, and then the proximity to domes was what their uh, line of thought here was uh, that would help safeguard against weather. That being the ones that Andrew had mentioned, you know, Globe Life Park, that's the Rangers new stadium, um, Tropicana Field, Chase Field, Minute Maid Park, Marlins Park. Um, and then, you know, divisions and uh, location assignments, those would be unclear. So, you know, uh, Tony, you said you want something set in stone, um, you know, to really uh, know before you can evaluate what's going to happen. Uh, nothing set in stone. Um, and they uh, didn't rule out the possibility of having, you know, kind of unevenly divided groups. Uh, obviously, you know, if you're doing those three locations, you could do three groups of 10, uh, but depending on what they do, it could be, you know, one of eight, one of 10, one of 12. Um, I don't know. It's all up in the air, but yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, we're just <laughs> going to discuss these as they come across. Cause it seems like every week there's a new one. So I guess that's nice that it gives us something to talk about on the baseball front here. But once again, uh, and nothing for sure. Um, that I think we're all, Looking forward to that day when something is uh, certain, but I still think that is going to be a little bit off because we still don't know the whole scope of this thing. Um, and honestly, right now, uh, negative 90 take, it doesn't look too hopeful for uh, baseball even being played this year. But I hope I'm wrong, as always, uh, with those takes. hope I'm wrong. But um, just when you talk about the reality of the situation, teams not even being able to get back together, um, even for workouts. And even then, if there was going to be, uh, anything a plan for the season there'd still have to be a two to three week kind of pseudo spring training uh you can't just throw these guys back into the mix and say oh okay the regular season starts today so um a lot up in the air but you know kins i think that's an interesting point that you bring up there um the, with those sites uh but the only thing is um with those i don't i don't know how they, they would be planning on these but then you know you're saying oh you only play at that site well I think you have to have games outside of your division too um i don't think anyone would call it a true uh, season, so to say, if you're only playing, so, like the White Sox may benefit from that if that were to be the plan, but people are going to look at that and say, oh, well, you played the Tigers X amount of times, you played the Royals X amount of times, it was easy for you, you had a cakewalk. Um, so give, that, me that, that's, give me that all day. Oh, I, I yeah. as a White Sox fan, yeah, I'm I would say when you're talking about competitive uh, integrity here um, for the actual, you know, w what they're playing for. And if there is going to be a playoffs in world series, obviously the goal would be to crown a world series champion, but um, a lot up in the air. I don't know how it works and God bless the folks that are doing that work because as a uh, running theme on the show, logistical nightmare, that is what it is at this point. Um, all right, guys, uh, let's move on. Uh, Lucas Giolito in the Players League in the show. He's doing pretty damn good. Uh, it's six overall in that league. He's 17-9. Um, Andrew, didn't you say that he uh, fired a perfect game with Keuchel? Yeah, so I, I guess 
each of those games are three innings, obviously, unless they go to extras. Um, I just saw a clip of this on Twitter somewhere. Um, I think he did throw a no-hitter slash perfect game. I think the reason why he was more so calling it a no-hitter was because there was a drop third strike on the very last play, and instead of throwing it to first to get the out, he uh, accidentally threw it to shortstop. But um, I, but then that's I think, so White Sox. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think even after <laughs> I do that, that all virtually the time. that's so White I do Sox. That, I do that all the time in that game. Not hard to do. Yeah. So you know, even a guy that's you know like seventeen and nine, obviously he can you know like make a mistake like that. But I think he was able to get away with it. Uh, there was a no hitter still with Keuchel, uh, and I think he won that game like. 12 to nothing against the Rockies or something. So uh, I guess that was cool. But I guess other than that, I haven't really been following that league as much as I maybe thought I would. Um, I actually watched about like 15 minutes of the action yesterday. I think it was on ESPN two, just while I was, um, you know, like having some food and it's like the Royals against the Mets. And it was like, you know, like two young players and, you know, they were like kind of building some like camaraderie and, you know, just, you know, like pretty much like talking smack to each other. I thought it was cool. I think it's a cool idea. Um, but, you know, obviously still doesn't really replace the real thing that we want to be seeing. And that's, you know, the guys that are playing behind the sticks actually playing on the field. But yeah, for sure. Um, just one thing, Kinsler uh, point that he had uh, brought up there. The, some of these are aired on ESPN, too. So if you're into that, I haven't really gotten too much into it. Like I said, I'm more of just if there's like a funny highlight that shows up with like, you know, Jason and Chuck calling uh, Lucas Giolito's game or something. I'll watch the video on Twitter or wherever on Instagram, but I haven't really paid attention. But if you're into that, uh, if you like watching that, uh, some of those will be aired on ESPN, too. So um, guys, get, you guys are in um, Sox on 35th, the show league. And then I think you guys have been playing within on tap as well a little bit. So Give us a little rundown uh, on how you guys are doing in the show. All right. Well, uh, I'll pretty much start off by saying uh, it's tough. Um, you know, a lot of these players are really, really good. Um, I guess I haven't had quite as much time to play it as I would have liked, even though I, I guess you could say I have been playing it quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, you know, obviously some of these players are pretty darn good at it. Um, but it's fun overall. You know, like I like being able to, like, get on the mic with, you know, like Buzz or Tony and just, you know, kind of be able to play some of these guys. Um, but I had a little bit rough start to the season on uh, the Sox on 35th show season, but hopefully I can make some noise. Hopefully I can make a late push for the playoffs, but uh, not looking too likely. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I played too many games. Um, and I, I was telling Tony about this. Kinsler, I think I was talking to you about this. Um, I had switched. So, you know, like when you do the, like the my career mode and like you switch to the pure analog so you can use that like that zone and you can like put, you know, like put that yellow thing and like, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I did that for the online show league and I realized that that was a huge mistake. Um, I ended up switching to um, just the buttons and directional. That helps. Yes. It, it, dude, it's night and day, Kins. It's night and day. Yeah, and uh, I started winning some games. So right now in the in the Sox on thirty fifth league, I think I'm five hundred, um, like three and three. I think, I think I'm four and six or four and five in the uh, in the uh, just in the on tap league that we're doing. Just you know, as fun you know as fun with a couple teams, 
But um, yeah, no, it's it's been cool, man. Like you know, going and, and piggybacking off the point that you brought up about uh, Giolito playing, and you know, you were talking about Tukins about him playing online. Tony brought up a great point in the driveway today. I was telling him was I was having a hard time watching it because like you know I'm sitting there I'm watching the video game and not and not that I don't want to see those guys play or like you know have some form of entertainment, but for me I think it's more fun. Like Kins, when you and I played, we bullshitted the whole time. Right. We were, we were just talking about life. You know, it like. You know, it was just fun. We were talking about life or what you were up to, what I was up to, and Tony, same, you know, same thing. Hopefully, not any soon when he gets a PS4, for God's sakes. But you know, um, you know, we were just, you know, like, you know, having fun talking or whatever. But Tony brought up a really good point about watching, kind of in depth, uh, uh, Luke Giolito playing online in this players' league, and he was like, "Dude, I'm learning things that I haven't learned before." And I asked him, "Like, what do you mean?" And he goes, "Well, dude, like." what pitches through an MLB pitcher's eyes I should be throwing in this certain situation. So of course we have Tony over here dissecting shit as I'm getting drunk, flying on a unicorn somewhere, you know, he, he's sitting here dissecting Lucas Giolito pitching and, you know, like and learning how to take that into consideration when he's playing in these leagues that we're in. And I'm like, God damn, what a great idea. You know, Professor Tony. Yeah, Professor Tony up in here. You know, the crazy Marchese effect. He's not just crazy in the sense of crazy. It's because he's brilliant. You know, he's sitting here he's like, man, I'm, I'm looking at like, hey, I should throw this sequence here and there. I'm like, God damn, Tone, you're making all the sense in the world right now. So, you know, I'm going to take that little tidbit from him, you know, and, and, and start watching and, and dissecting how Lucas is playing the video game itself. But, you know, within the leagues that we're in right now, I'm just, again, I'm just happy to be, you know, I got to talk to George a lot. Um, you know, I've talked to Tony. I mean, I talk to Tony every day, regardless or not. I pretty much talk to you every day as well. YouTube kins, whether it's through, you know, messaging or whatever. Like, that's the coolest part of those leagues. But now maybe we can use something to our benefit, such as watch, you know, dissecting Lucas Giolito pitch in the game and use that to our benefit to, to beat these guys in uh, the leagues, the respective leagues that we're in. So. Real student of the game. Yeah, I mean, this is this is all public information now. But when I was watching it the other day, was I not so bold? We can cut it. (laughs) No, 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 you don't cut it. I mean, I'm just thinking about this from a from a a standpoint of how many times do you get to watch the like the mind of an MLB pitcher attack a batter and have him on a live mic telling you what he's going to do before he does it why he's going to do it and why that pitch sequence works. And that's what I noticed in like the five minutes that I tuned into him and Benetti. And he's talking about while he's throwing these pitches, he's like why he's going to do it, why he's going to try and go backdoor slider on this count versus throwing a curveball in that situation or, you know, bring in inside up heat in certain counts and stuff like that. And if you, if you really watch it and then go back and, and look at some of Lucas Giolito's starts, it's the same pitch sequencing just because he's in a video game. Doesn't mean he's going to throw something completely different than when he's actually on the mound, the mind works the same in those situations. And I think it's very effective to just watch that type of thing and, and take that into consideration. He is a major league pitcher who was very successful last year. It takes that type of knowledge to beat batters, and what he does in the game also works in real life. It's, I mean, that's that's kind of how I put two and two together there. And I watched his last game that he played, I think Friday, um, 
And that's what I was really focused on. And I've taken some of those techniques and I put them into the league that uh, Buzz and I are in with, uh, with George uh, in that on tap league. And it's, it's worked. It's worked a little bit. I'm not, I'm nowhere near the mind of Lucas Giolito, but you know, some of the things that I picked up on his stream have worked in certain situations. And so that's, that's the entertainment value, I guess, that I get out of those uh, watching him uh, in specific uh, do those those live streams. If I could piggyback off one thing that you said, um, and it's no shot thrown whatsoever, but in that league that we're in together, because um, you're in League One and the other, I'm in League Two. That that's the Sox on Thirty Fifth League, yeah. Yeah, but in the on tap, you know, just the little on tap fun league that we're doing. Um, I got to take the series from you and you called me the most patient batter you've ever seen in your life. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you what that did for my life. Okay. That made me feel good about myself because I'm not patient in anything. And, uh, I, I got a couple good wins, but then George came and whipped my ass. So it humbled me immediately. But I, I, I was watching some clips after you left. I, I had to take a I had to take a number two, so I was watching some stuff on YouTube. And uh, you were absolutely right about learning things from Giolito during this man, like about the game itself. Like these guys gotta have an like. Could you imagine someone like think about Nani, think about Ken's tone, like think about this. Like say that we had a couple MLB players in the leagues that we're in. Do you think they whip our ass? I Probably I wonder. I think 100%. they would. I think they would. It just they they know so much more about the game than we do, and it's just you know it goes down to like yeah you're gonna waste a pitch on a no two count we know that, but you know like what what are you doing in a two two, you know like just you know, with your pitch selection that you have here they've got an idea of what they're doing and whether or not they execute and put the ball exactly where they want to, pinpoint control or just the idea of. Well, I'm gonna go low and away with the change up here because on three two, if I miss here, this is what I'm going to do. He are like when you're watching Lucas Giolito in these streams, he already has a plan to attack each and every batter that he's facing based off of how he's thrown that game, what pitches are available. He he's not always using himself. I mean, Ken's just talked about him throwing a no hitter with Keichel. You have to you have to have that knowledge of the game to get around it because I don't know about you guys, but when I've been playing the show, even if I throw the ball perfectly off the mound, I'm missing my spot like three out of every five times. All the time, yep. So it, it's not only just did you execute perfectly, it's also the knowledge of, okay, well, did I throw a slider or a, or a curveball that's going to hang in the middle of the zone? Or was I throwing a, a fastball that's still going to be somewhere in the vicinity? You know what I mean? Like there's there's that next level there where nothing is ever going to be as picture perfect as you want it to be. But how do you minimize that risk? And I watched Lucas get taken deep uh, last week or whatever. And he's like, I never should have thrown this pitch in this situation. I don't know why I did that. And that's the same mistake that he's probably thinking about when he's on the mound. Like, why did I throw that? If he gets taken deep, you know what I mean? And then you have to self-evaluate and move on from there, but that's just pitching. That's baseball. That's a a lot of sports. You know, Johnny, it's the same thing in hockey. Like why did we run this play off the face off resulted in a breakaway the other way? So we're not going to do that again. But if, if you have a, a, a major league pitcher who's sitting there going through these things and talking about them, 
live for you for free, I, I feel like that's a reason enough to tune in for a few minutes and say, like, all right, I'm just going to focus on why he's doing what he's doing. That's the entertainment value I get out of it. There you go. I, I got one thought uh, on the show here. Um, I, I'm looking at the top eight. I, they actually have the standings up here uh, on the MLB website. And I'm looking at this, and like I had mentioned earlier, Lucas Giolito's at 17-9. and nine. Uh, He's six overall in the league. Blake Snell on top at 21-4. and four. Um, But the last one in, the top eight will make the playoffs, and those playoffs are um, May 1st through the 3rd and uh, ESPN. But uh, looking at these top eight, Fernando Tatis Jr., 17 and 10, is the eighth, the last one in right now. So I hope they meet in the playoffs, and I hope Giolito absolutely sweeps him and destroys him in every game. That's my <laughs> final thought on the show. So, yes. uh, guys, you, you guys ready to go down the rabbit hole here? I think we already did. Well, that will yep. be the show. So let's do it well, again. The, the rabbit hole that uh, I, I had met, uh, previously alluded to uh, and when I was making this rundown. Um, because I was going down the rabbit hole to get all this information to pull up here. So um, let's kick it off with uh, April 22nd, uh, 2000. That was the, you know, when the White Sox and Tigers had uh, multiple brawls in a game, a couple of hit batsmen, um, <laughs> Tigers, you know, uh, coming out uh, after, because I think it was White Sox pitchers hit both batters, but uh, on two separate occasions within that game. Um, and it was, you know, pretty crazy, uh, you know, big brawl for uh, that time. Um but James Fegan, you know, with a, he, the White Sox writer for The Athletic, uh, they've been trying to come up with stuff to, you know, write about since there's no baseball going on. Uh, he wrote an anniversary article on that, uh, and it got some decent attention. Um, and The Athletic senior editor, uh, Lauren Commodore, she pointed out and quoted, tweeted, uh, put a screenshot up that said um, it was a tidbit about Canerco's favorite website from a 2009 program because uh, in that article, Fegan had said, something along the lines of Canerco, who had, you know, pre- in 2009 mentioned that his favorite website was hockeyfights.com. First of all, that's cool and tough, but he had like compared the Tigers to a team being down uh, in the last minute of a hockey game and, you know, starting a fight, a brawl, uh, just to prove that they, you know, were, were like tough guys or something like that. So that was, that was the context of it. But when I saw that Vinny Duber, he then quote tweeted that tweet from Lauren Commodore and with it was a screenshot, a picture of the 2009 Sox program where that information was taken from. And there was a page on there, an up close feature page. And it said, what's your favorite website? And they asked, you know, various members, Hasi Gian, uh, you know, obviously Canerco is on there. Um, Jeff Cox, a coach, Jim Tomei, AJ Pruszynski, all these guys. But they said, what's your favorite website? Um, and like I had mentioned, Canerco had said HockeyFights.com, which me and Tony are very familiar with. Great website. Um, but Jeff Cox, a, you know, older uh, coach, said, I don't own a computer. But the one that stood out on here was Carlos Quinton and Gavin Floyd both said Google was their favorite website. Who the hell's favorite website is Google? It's a resource, if anything, because it gets you to other websites. But, yeah, man. Like, you go to the you go to google.com you get like a fucking search bar it's the same thing that's right at the top yeah. of your fucking web yeah, browser exactly <laughs> it's so, just a cop out cuz you can literally pretty much like you said it's a resource you can get anywhere you need to go but <laughs> I, I don't know if there's enough yeah. emphasis put on the jeff cox comment uh, that's that's pretty badass it's a mix of being a little bit too much of like a dinosaur but also i guess respect for just not really giving a shit, but yeah, pretty, pretty funny that they printed bring this that back, though. Too. Think it, about yeah. this 2009 times. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, no, Tony, you're right. Um, I just wanted to get into this then because someone we, we posted that too, the uh, picture of this program that had all of these. 
And uh, w- one of our followers, uh, Donopolis one on Twitter, uh, replied and said, how is Google.com anyone's favorite website? That is like what an alien in disguise would say if it was asked that question. So <laughs> this is going into tinfoil hat time now. We're Carlos Quinton and Gavin Floyd aliens. That's going to be our first tinfoil hat time. Y- yes. And, who, and the- who's named Gavin Floyd first off? Well, you know, you better calm down. You Okay. okay calm down. But the, I want, I do want to say one thing, like you, you all have to admit that like, you know, Google is pretty convenient. You just type something in a search bar and it's all good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's all, it's all good. But hmm, Carlos Quinn, is he an alien? God, I think he might be man because you know, I think unicorns are aliens. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's proven that unicorns exist. I think. Right. I think he for sure is because he pretty much disappeared as quick as he appeared. appeared in the first place. Exactly. Like two, you know, he he comes in the league in like oh oh uh, six, and he's with Arizona. They give up on him. He comes to Chicago. His first year in Chicago, Carlos quit, and people are buying his jersey. He's an all star. Dude is a badass. Hits a bunch of home runs. Has like a hundred ribbies. What year was that, guys? Please fact check me. Oh wait, eight was two thousand eight. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. You know, then he comes back again. He has a couple rough years. He's injured a little bit, doesn't play a lot of games. 11. He's a yeah, he's an all star again. Then he disappears, man. He came to figure out the human life, you know, because when he went to San Diego, he was shit ass. And what shit ass means is bad. He's very bad. Bad. (laughs) God damn it. <clears throat> okay, he was very bad. Okay, he was not good. Okay, he was very bad. He was not okay. He was very bad. Okay, so <laughs> he was fucking. He was not very good. So and then he just now he's gone. You tell me where he is now. He's gone. Okay, he's gone. He's he's gone. He was only in the league for like fucking eight nine years. You know. Um but I do believe that he so, is an alien. Yeah. So he went back to space. You're yeah. And then as far as Gavin Floyd, you want to talk about an enigma. Fucking Gavin Floyd is an enigma. For the Sox, for a long time, they were like, oh, he's going to be the guy. You know, he's in Philly. He's good. Then he, you know, or he's decent. They see some promise. He comes to the Sox. He wins like 19, 18, 19 games in a year. Oh, God. Fact check me again. It was 08. He won his most games when he was here. I, it was somewhere around 16 to 20. Maybe, I'll say 17 for shits and giggles. We need a stat guy. Amp, if you're listening to this, we need you to be a stat guy. Yeah, but he was good, right? He did good for a couple years for the Sox. He was better than decent and then all of a sudden he disappears again they came in together and they're both aliens and uh (laughs) i i will stand by that comment and hopefully one day they bring me to their home planet because having two aliens play for your organization is fucking cool and tough you're right buzz it was 17 wins uh, most of of his career in 2008 you're right so dude dude you guys have any uh, takes on that, whether Quentin and Floyd were aliens? Because I have one as well. So I can't wait to hear yours because I know you're weird like me. I'm very excited. Kins, Tony, you got any? I mean, I think Buzz went off and was elaborate enough on, on his takes here. But just like, I mean, this was brought up right by Denopolis. 
Like who says Google.com? I mean, Google's been around since 90, what, seven? Has it really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So you're already talking about a website that had been in existence for 12 years. And they couldn't I, come up with any other better answer. I had the, no on, the only the only acceptable reason for them to to say Google.com is because they couldn't say whatever their favorite porn website was at the time. <laughs> okay, but I, I do yes. I do, I do want to ask though has is it real? I didn't get internet till we moved to New Lenox, and that was like in one. So was the internet around before? <laughs> it was Google around before that. Since '97, apparently, yeah. Man, dude, we were six. August, and then Kit, uh, yeah. No, no, August nineteenth, two thousand four. Oh wait, never mind. That was the Google. Fuck. What am I? Right. Right. Fact, we, we, dis- we, disregard that. Disregard we, that. Bad information we need on Google. A stat guy. We need a stat guy. And while Kins gives his answer, I'm going to work on hiring a stat guy for OnTap. Kins, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I pretty much just have the short and sweet. Pretty much when I. You're looking for Ron when Luke's I was like thoughts. when I was like having your point that you said earlier. I mainly think that Carlos Quentin is primarily due to the fact that he left as quick as he up, up appeared in the first place. Um, so that to me, I guess, proves that. Other than that, um, you know, up to interpretation, I would say. Uh, I'm gonna all right. So here's uh, I'm gonna differ with you guys on this. Mine's gonna be split. I'm going to go ahead and say Carlos Quinton was not because if you remember ever, and I think also White Sox fans will remember this. Um, he broke his right wrist uh, after hitting his own hand on his bat as he was holding it. Um, that's way too much human emotion for me. And this is, you know, right in the thick of like a playoff run. He was like upset about, you know, he fouled off a good pitch that he had to hit and then he, you know, did it and broke his wrist and he was out then for, you know, the, the most important stretch of the year there because this is September 5th, 2008 when this happened. Um, that's too much human emotion for me. An alien wouldn't let that happen. So I'm going to say no on Carlos Quinton, but Gavin Floyd, I will make an exception for, and I'll say there's definitely a possibility because pitchers are weird as hell to start with. Uh, weird thought processes, weird, um, you know, superstitions, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd say almost any pitcher in the league could, uh, almost be an alien because some of these guys aren't human. And, uh, I can see that being the case with Gavin Floyd. Um, so that's where I differ with you on that, but I'm going to go with too much human emotion in Carlos Quinton for him to be an alien. Is Michael, is Michael Kopech an alien? Michael Kopech's not an alien, but I, I wanted He's to out, get an answer here. He's an alien. He's a little too human. He opens up about emotions as well, too. So, Well, so what you're telling I, me is that E.T. didn't have feelings? That's kind of fucked up. Is Ross, Ross, Detweiler, Ross no. Detweiler is an alien. Hang on, you guys. Before we get into E.T., we need to touch on that. Because <laughs> that messed me up when you said that. He did have feelings. We have Amp on the line. Amp, when was Google created? Was Google created? See, you laughed, you blew it. <laughs> hung up on. He's already hung up fired. on. He blew it. He's fired. Anyway, ET totally had feelings because his little fucking tip of his finger oh, lit okay. up. No, all right, I got your answer. It is September fourth, nineteen ninety-eight. So Tony was close on the year. One year later. There we go. Oh my god. You know what? I cannot believe that because I did not have internet until. I was, I think, in, like, eighth grade. You guys remember AIM? Yes. Yeah. That's when I had it. Like, you know, like, I think it was required, maybe. Not required by school, but, like, I think it was a thing. It was required to talk to your friends. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, we should definitely get tattoos of E.T. <laughs> about this episode we, right now that we ha- we're having. We, we are down the rabbit hole, and I love it. Uh, I've but never I, I wanted close to you guys. I mean, yeah, I'm I, with you all the time. I love you all so much. I want to get something. Now that we're we've wrapped up that discussion, I know Tony has another uh, tinfoil hat time theory, which is good because we've been kind of lacking on them. They've just been kind of on the fly the past couple of weeks. So we'll get to Tony's in a second, but I want you guys to answer that question. I will as well. Send it around table first. What's your favorite website and why? Who are you starting off with? You gotta we're you gotta start give off it with you, Tony. I want to hear yours. Yeah, start with you then. It favorite, guy. Favorite website. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Throw me under the bus, why don't you? <laughs> Am I an alien? I, I might be a fucking alien. Right, get, Who knows? get back to it. Get back to it. What's your Who favorite knows? website? Uh, favorite website besides ontapsportsnet.com. Obviously. Probably, probably baseball reference. I, I scroll through baseball reference quite enough. Um, you know, it's just, it's useful to go back and dig through shit. So um, I'll, I'll go baseball reference. Not fun. It's not anything that's special, but uh, provides a valuable service. And I, I utilize it quite often. All right, wow. see, that's a, that's a human answer with a legitimate reasoning behind it, and it's not Google.com. So Tony is not an alien. Ken's favorite website. So <clears throat> I'll go with kind of a somewhat easy choice, but I'll go Bleacher Report. So obviously, since we aren't choosing ONTAP Sportsnet, um, well, Sportsnet, you can actually get... That's everyone's favorite Yeah, website. right, but it's a great way to get a lot of our content. Cause and ONTAP Sportsnet is on A lot there. of our articles. It, it exactly. So um, I think it's pretty cool that... You can see a lot of our stuff on Bleacher Report, and um, I just think it's a nice, convenient way to get a nice, like, I guess, sort of holistic view on either, like, what's going on with your team or a specific league you follow. Um, it's usually pretty up, 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 up to date, you know, that's, like, pretty quick in terms of news, and you're able to get a few different opinions on things, so um, I'd go Bleacher Report. Good answer. Buzz? On tapsportsnet.com. <laughs> for sports literature and podcasting needs is just fantastic that shit and if you want some like personalities that you can jive with as well definitely on tap sports now if you're a guy that likes to paint yourself up and run through the cornfields <laughs> it's for you if you're a guy that loves the blackhawks it's for you if your guy loves the socks it's for you bulls bears i mean etc it's all there for you that is my favorite website now growing up you guys remember miniclip.com? Yes. Yes. Miniclip.com was dope. Now, what was the candy one? Candy Candy Crush? No, 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 man. We were we were way Yeah, too this is before Candy Crush, yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. I know candy. what you're talking about. But I don't you know, know what I'm what talking about? Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was something candy.com. I can't remember. But it had some yeah. cool games like, you know, um, I can't remember the games. I think I could if I was not drunk, but God, I'm I'm spacing out, man. Like I see stars, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, th- those gaming sites were super dope. But as I got older, you know, uh, Baseball Reference. I mean, I'll, let's give a shout out right now to the reference websites in general. It spans from baseball to Ooh. basketball to football no. to hockey. Yeah. Those sites are fantastic. And if you want stats that are actually right, so you know what the fuck you're talking about, those are the sites to go to for sure. But um, before you start giving off stats like we have today. <laughs> yeah right what were we what did I, I used do? baseball reference to double check gavin floyd's win total so there you go yep oh did you really oh fantastic yeah. so like i you know what like i i am proud of that and i'm not gonna and i'm not gonna even pretend to the people like oh my god i knew so much in 2008 when they did this like i'm sure i have went down the rabbit hole of 
sports reference. I, I was curious about Floyd, and that's where I learned it from, right? You know, baseball reference. But I think growing up, man, like, you know, the, the miniclip.coms of the world and whatever that candy one was, was uh, were dope as shit. So those are my favorite websites. But again, to reiterate, so it keeps it fresh in everybody's mind, my favorite website now is a very unique website. If you like to drink, if you like to have good friends that do some cool, unique things, it's ontapsportsnet.com. And the reason I say that is because we're all the shit. And everybody else... <laughs> Everybody, everybody else that tries to do what we do, they're uh, they're duplicate. Du- what is the word? Duplicators. Duplicates. <laughs> yeah, they're duplicates. They're not or they're not original, and and we are the most original thing since sliced bread, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <who> are, <laughs> good, good, good rant, Buzz. Good rant. Thank, uh, thank you. So obviously, ontabsportsnet.com is the given here. That was like the underlying, but we got to go outside of that so we can get some different ones. Otherwise, we'd all have the same one. She did the same one. But um, another honorable mention, Buzz, on those gaming websites, addictinggames.com. I've actually revisited oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Played the helicopter game. That was a good uh, one. Damn, Naughty, so, I forgot. Yeah, yes. mid- addictinggames.com had the yeah. best, the best yeah, shooter that, game, the stick that, figure shooter game. But that that's that's an honorable mention for me. That's not my favorite. My favorite website is called 1001tracklist.com because you know me. I love my EDM house music. That place as soon as a DJ does a set, you know, a lot of these DJs are doing like home quarantine sets um, or anyone like live shows when festivals are going on ultra Tomorrowland, all that it is up within like an hour after that thing is finished and already has an embedded player in there. Tells you all the tracks. So if you're trying to discover new music, like I am all the time, 1001 tracklist, you can listen, you can go and find out what favorite artist is playing. Um, and it's all just right there. It's a great resource for music lovers. So, uh, 1001 tracklist, my favorite website. Um, oh my God, dude, you just made me want to say another one. Is that okay? Can I, is it all right if I do that? Sure. Let's, <laughs> let's do an honorable mention section. I'm, I'm sorry. Like Nani and I are like, I know Nani loves his sort, you know, his certain type of music and stuff and I'll, I'll keep it brief, but, uh, And for someone like me that has, I, I've been collecting vinyl records since I was like, 13 years old i've got a bunch of them you, nani tony you guys have been in the buzz cave you know my setup so uh discogs.com i just want to throw that out there like you know maybe they'll work with us one day maybe they won't but i that is such a great website it's like glorified flea market if you cannot find your favorite record in a store um you can go to discogs.com and you will certainly find it somewhere so that's that's also a very good one Got any other honorable mentions, guys? Yeah, I guess I'll have a quick one. So, um, sportsmemorabilia.com. So, good one, yes. Yeah. So, my older cousin actually um, is, he, he like, I guess pretty recently became interested in, you know, like collecting sports pieces as both, you know, investments, but it can be an investment that you can enjoy looking at, at, at like the same time. Um, so, you know, he looks for pieces that can really a like, you know, like pretty much like go up in value over the years, you know, pretty much years before someone gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, something like that. Um, and then, you know, also just pieces that you personally like. So, um, I mean, he has a great collection of stuff. Um, he has pretty much the trilogy of NBA basketball of signed jerseys. So he has a signed MJ signed Kobe and a signed LeBron jersey all at his place. So pretty awesome. Um, and a, a, a few other really cool pieces. So that kind of just inspired me. And um, 
it's just cool just to surf on that. I mean, you can spend hours and hours just, you know, like really looking at all, all the cool stuff there. If you're into sports memorabilia, like I am. Um, and I got a, a pretty cool piece from there recently. Uh, my girlfriend gave me a signed Pete Rose Jersey for Christmas. That's inscripted with a quote saying, sorry. F- it, I think it says like, sorry for betting on baseball. Um, and I, I just think that's pretty cool. Um, and just, you know, uh, unique piece. And I think Pete Rose is sick. Um, so that would be my honorable mention just cause I mean, you can spend hours looking at all the really, really cool stuff. That's, you know, too expensive for me to want to buy, but it's just fun to look at. Tony. I mean, MLB.com, <laughs> you know, there's other places that we normally frequent, uh, NHL.com. Um, there, I mean, you can get all that news at ontapsports.com anyway. There you go. Um, my, I have a couple of the last honorable mentions, and then we'll get on to uh, your tinfoil hat theory, Tony. Um, my other one would be fandom.com because uh, I love my TV shows. Uh, you can go and, like, you know, like right after I watched The Wire for the first time, kind of you forget who some of the characters are. They have nice rundowns of them and uh, a bunch of, like, clips of their, you know, like, breakdown of their character development, all that. Same with, like, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, even, you know, funny shows like uh, Family Guy, South Park, whatever. Uh, fandom is a good resource for that. And then um, another one, uh, it's, I don't know, I haven't really explored the website too much, but I'll just, uh, I'm pretty sure there is a website, but that's more for merch. Uh, but the content is twitter.com backslash super 70 sports. You yes. got a cool and tough Twitter account outside of uh, all of our accounts that I love Four feather socks on tap, all of them, the main on tap account, man, that is one of my favorite accounts on Twitter. So super 70 sports on Twitter. That's would be another website that I'd say frequent uh, every day. Um, so well, let's move on, Tony. This is still in tinfoil hat time and then we'll get on to meatball takes, but you have said you had one. So we'll let you start with tinfoil hat time and then Kinsler will kick off meatball takes right after that. Tony, before you put that one out there, can I put the mozzarella cheese on it? Yes, let's go there real quick. We discussed this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to sprinkle just to give everybody like a little bit of a heads up right now. Before Tony gets like into his tinfoil hat time, this is something that we had discussed earlier in the driveway. So I'm going to put a little bit of mozzarella motherfucking right here. Some Romano. What kind of other cheese would you like to add, Tony? I got some mozzarella. I got some You got some Parmesan? Yeah, Parmesan. Loaded up. some motherfucking parmesan we're loaded up man go ahead go ahead and get into that shit so i don't know if this is the one that we discussed or if if it's the one i discussed with johnny but philip morris and big tobacco released the coronavirus and i already i already lost buzz i already lost buzz but philip morris and big tobacco released the coronavirus upon everybody as we found out this week, France is is doing a study right now because people who smoke are four times less likely to contract the coronavirus than people who don't smoke daily. And those were backed up numbers by studies done on hospitalizations and positive tests in France. And now they're starting to put nicotine patches on frontline workers in France to see if it stops the spread of the coronavirus. Now, if there's one big conglomerate in this fucking world, they would be heartless enough to go kill people for their own personal gain. It's big tobacco. They already do it. They already have a product that's out there that kills thousands upon thousands of people 
every year. And what's the one thing that can stop this virus so far that we've seen? Nicotine, right? So if there's ever a way to boost your your numbers of, of people who want to smoke, you already saw France this week put a restriction on online sales for nicotine products because there's a run on smokes, snuff, chewing tobacco, all the cool and tough shit in the world. You can't buy online now in France because all of a sudden people who smoke all the time are immune to the coronavirus. This seems, deep. This, this seems like a, a, a plot amongst plots right here. This You're is, right. This is incredible. Think about it. You've got a company that literally holds no morals. Their product kills people. Who else is okay with this kind of death toll? I don't know what the death toll is right now today, but I can guarantee you there's probably more deaths from smoking in the last calendar year than there are from the coronavirus right now. If there was ever a time to boost smoking numbers right after, right after, mind you, the whole e-cigarette thing goes down and then they start releasing these bans on flavored e-cigarettes for there to be a pandemic that goes worldwide where nicotine is the thing that stops it from spreading. Big tobacco created coronavirus changed my mind. There you go. Tinfoil hat time with Tony. Um, let's move into our other uh, ridiculous section, and that is meatball takes. Um, Kinsler had informed me last night when we lined up that he was going to be on the pod today that he has one. He asked me if I wanted to hear it then or if he should save it and get on the show. I told him that I want the immediate reaction, the raw reaction on here. So I haven't heard this, but he said he has one, so deliver. I hope it lives up to the expectations, but uh, I don't know. You have a lot to live up to now. Yeah, so (laughs) it's it's been something I've been thinking about, so hear me out. Um, So for the most part, sports are on halt, not only in the U.S., but across the whole world. So, you know, you really can't get much other than esports and occasionally some darts or some shit. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get the horse competition, but that was pretty bad. Um, I'd give anything for a dart game right now in my garage. But some places, they are having actual sports, uh, including Korea, where they're pretty much vamping up the Korean Baseball League. One of our former friends from the South Side, Tyler Saladino, who... Probably one of my favorite White Sox players of all time. Um, I had his jersey, and at last spring training when he was with the Brewers, uh, I was actually able to get that signed and you know had a quick chat with him, so that was very cool. But um, he is playing in the Korean Baseball League. Um, I'm not sure which league in specific it is, but um, instead of signing a, a minor league contract this offseason, he's signed um, to play over in Korea. What I think is going to happen is that when he goes over to Korea and plays, he's going to have a similar type of impact that Eric Thames had when he went to go play in Korea, which is just get super jacked, tear shit up, and then he's going to come back and play in the MLB. The Sox are going to sign him, so it'll be a nice little reunion, and um, he's going to win the second base sp- spot from Nick Madrigal because of the new ability that he has to hit all of these dingers. Lead us to a, a World Series championship, all while still having that really, really 
cool mustache that he had before. Wow. I love it. It did live up. Thank you for delivering that. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but I did see that. And also, Thiago Vieira is playing over there in the Korean League. I hope he stays there forever. So, um, you guys got any meatball takes? <laughs> I'm just blown away by Kinsler's meatball take, and I'm surprised that nobody refuted my tinfoil hat time. So, I'm would, trying to I would, take all that It's in. food for thought for the listeners. I am, they got to know. I'm not going to. for that, though. You know, like, I'm all for conspiracy theories. And then Kinsler's meatball take was so in-depth. That it hurt me. And what I mean by hurt me is like it hurt my brain to come. Did, with didn't I have a meatball? One. Didn't I have a meatball take on the driveway? The the fucking meatball take that you gave to everybody right now was not the one that I put all the cheese on. I know. So what was the meatball take? I've already forgot. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now, Tony. You want to hear this? Yeah. Are you ready? Tell, tell the people you're ready to hear this. I'm totally ready. I forgot, bro. I don't know. We had a good one. That we developed <laughs> on the driveway. Great. Like it was less fantastic. Than, less than two hours ago. All right. It well, you guys, yeah. well, you guys are lost in your thoughts. I actually have one here. Um, first of all, it would be great to have. Uh, I remembered Sal- it. I remember Tyler it. Saladino coming back would mean epic uh, walk-up songs uh, being played at Guaranteed Rate Field, which I am all for. But Tony, I'll let you get yours in then uh, before I do mine, and then we'll transition it to close this thing down. It was, it was Mark hours. Cuban needs to buy the White Yes! That was Ooh. it. Mark, yes. Mark Cuban needs to buy the socks. And the reason why is Tone said he'd be able to market them so good. And then I elaborated on that because, as, as you guys know, I know everybody in this chat right now, this episode knows that Mark Cuban owns the Dallas Mavericks, right? And the things that he's done for that franchise in general. And this is something that's been rumored before. We're not going to pretend like we made this shit up. But. That was the one I sprinkled cheese on. And yeah. I think that might be coming. And I, I, I put three different kinds of cheeses on that. And you know what? For shits and giggles, I'm going to throw a fourth. Here comes ricotta. Oh, you didn't see that coming. So that's there okay. now. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Good. All right. This, <laughs> this episode is so far down the rabbit hole that Buzz has sprinkled cheese on tinfoil hat time. Uh, and then and done the for meatball takes. This okay. is this is great. Okay. Um, all right. I'll, I'll cl- close it off with mine and then we'll get to shout outs and close this thing down. Uh, mine is, while it was great to have some type of sporting event on TV, uh, the NFL draft uh, from Thursday through Saturday. Um, it was great. Uh, you know, I'm a uh, Ravens fan. It was cool seeing who was going to the Bears, um, seeing the Packers, you know, pick a quarterback. Uh, it kind of draws up some controversy there. All that, you know, the plenty of, you know, future additions to teams. And it's uh, always a fun day to watch. But uh, with ESPN leading up the coverage, uh, and I don't care if I sound heartless about this, them leading every single player's profile with the most tragic, horrific shit that's ever happened to them in their life was incredibly cringeworthy. It's okay to mention hardships that guys face, but holy shit, I saw a tweet of someone uh, that put out, it was like, uh, what was the um, you know ESPN collecting info, uh, the sheet that they sent out to the players? It was like, oh, what's your name, age, weight, height, school, and then the most horrific thing that's ever happened to you. That was like the requirement for them. Uh, and it got extremely cringeworthy uh, after about three, four picks. So, um, well, it was great to have that stuff back uh, in the NFL draft and some sort of sporting event um espn still found a way to ruin it in a way so that's my meatball take yeah they really need to quit it with that stuff some of them were just way too beyond what they should have been yeah it's I, like, it's, I couldn't agree more it's like there, there's like another like funny reaction video it's like you know like someone like you know like crying or like you know like being all disappointed it was like espn when they find out someone uh, grew up in a stable home yeah. like <laughs> 
<laughs> just ridiculous. So that does it. That's my meatball take. Uh, I think we've got a bunch of good stuff here between tinfoil hat time and meatball takes. That's why we said this episode was down the rabbit hole. Uh, we we're coming back out from the rabbit hole here, closing it down um, with our last segment per usual. Socks on tap shout outs. Uh, let's start with Kins. So my shout out will be to at it's Porter 15. Uh, so he was the most recent person that um, I've played in the socks on 30 socks on 35th show tournament. And um, my team's the Mets, his team's the Yankees. Um, so obviously he kind of beat the crap out of me pretty good, but um, it was a good game to start out, but you know, he had a really good offense and pretty much my MO is that I hit a lot of pretty meaningless like uh, home runs that, you know, no one's really on base for. So, um, you know, just pretty much continuing to struggle and being able to, I guess, kind of string some hits together. But um, yeah, so he for sure took advantage of that and uh, he beat me pretty good, even though I threw Jacob DeGrom at him. So I'll give him a shout out for that. All right, Tony. Uh, Two-part shout-out. Uh, first part goes to White Sox Sale. Uh, he tweeted out uh, at Tony on tap during the NFL draft with a picture of Diali G uh, patting his mouth saying, boring, the NFL draft is boring for me. Um, so the second part of the shout-out then goes to my co-host Johnny for putting up with all of the editing and time and effort and planning and releasing of articles during the NFL draft, which is just not my forte. Um, Johnny edited countless amounts of articles this past week, made sure all the news got out in a timely fashion, coordinated with all of our Bears writers who do an excellent job over there, and our fantasy football writers who were covering the entire draft um, and the fantasy impacts it'll have on the next uh, football season over there. Johnny was, was leading that entire effort, so shout out to Johnny and White Sox Sale for my feelings on the NFL draft and actually covering it for on tap sports net. So there's, there's mine. I'll turn it to buzz. Appreciate it. Tom. Um, you're a dick because you stole my shout out to Nani this weekend for him covering the, um, you know, the NFL draft for all of us, you know, Nani, Nani edited every one of those articles, made sure they were straight. And, you know, even though him and I don't agree on teams, we are still one in the same. We're still brothers no matter what. But, uh, yeah, he, he covered everything um, for the NFL draft this week, which is huge. And if you guys are into the NFL, anybody listening to this podcast, be sure to go on ontapsportsnet.com because um, a lot our writers put in a lot of hard work this weekend to cover that, and uh, it was super dope. Uh, someone within White Sox Twitter I'd like to shout out right now, besides my brothers here, is uh, a guy named Duke Coughlin. Uh, he, he's an underground kind of guy. Didn't have a huge following, but um, a very nice dude, a huge Sox fan. He's a, he's from Wisconsin, huge Chicago fan. I want to give him a shout out real quick because you know he loves all the teams I like, man. You know he loves the Sox, he loves the Bears, he loves the Bulls, he loves the Hawks. So you know we got to shout out somebody like that living in you know in another state. You know, so he's my shout out, Duke Coughlin, and uh, I think that's all I got. Nani, I think it's it's you now, right? Yeah, for sure. Guys, uh, Tony, Buzz, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, you know, for all the, you know, I, I was on the editing side of that, but um, all those guys getting that news quick, all of our Bears and fantasy football writers, too. Um, and if you're listening to this, you know, Socks on Tap podcast uh, under the same brand on Tap Sportsnet, we have the Bears on Tap podcast. Uh, Lucas Perfetti heads that up over there, and then the rotating cast of contributors all jump on for that. So they did an episode after each day of the draft, even when the Bears didn't uh, draft on Thursday night. So uh, if you like Socks on Tap, 
and you're a Bears fan as well, go and give that uh, uh, a listen over at Bears on Tap. You can find it all the same places you find Socks on Tap. So uh, shout out to our Bears and fantasy guys. But uh, my other shout outs were Kins for coming back on the show. Great to have you back, buddy. And then also um, Patrick Comiskey, our uh, on tap contributor uh, with us here, his sister, Ashley, um, because she enjoys the same exact perfect pizza that I do. Sausage, uh, <laughs> onion, and green okay. pepper. Because Buzz and I were having a little back and forth last <laughs> night. He posted a picture of his pizza, and it did look very good, a beggar's pizza. But he had mushroom um, and sausage and, I believe, garlic that he had on it. Um, and my go-to then for the veggie side is green pepper. So Ashley Comiskey, she uh, replied to me and said that she agrees with me. So shout out to you because you have good taste in pizza. That's, That's fair. That's fair. Do I need to show you my chest again? We're going to have a contest. Chest puffing contest. He shaved it all with man, his Manscaper 3.0. Three, 3.0. 3.0. Check it out. Check it out. It's lined up like a motherfucker right now, guys. Look at Do it. they give you a third one for that? or No, you only get Do two. you have to use the one for the balls? So, so the <laughs> balls one or the face one on your chest? Dude, dude I can't have a pee. So listen. I have one for my balls, one for the rest of my body, because I don't want to shave the one that I use for my balls on my face. So I do my my chest and my face are the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So, so the balls get priority. The balls are yeah, okay. absolutely, dude. I want them to be so when I swing them back and forth, I don't feel any tickling. It's just fucking smooth. Oh, good lord. <laughs> we have we have gone down the rabbit hole as promised, as this episode is titled Buzz. Bring us home. Be sure to go to tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at On Tap Sportsnet. We'll probably be back next week with another Socks on Tap because we love talking to y'all and we know y'all love talking to us. So be sure to stay tuned in and uh, White Socks forever. White Socks forever. White Socks forever. White Socks forever. White Socks forever.